Welcome to Stage Mom Podcast, a podcast for breakthrough bands and artists. Today we have Scattered Light. Scattered Light is a hard rock band out of South Florida. This podcast took a little while to get put together, but I'm so happy it finally did. These are super interesting, talented guys. I can't wait to see where they end up. They have a ton of shows on their calendar, so make sure you go check them out. They're going to be a really good time. Okay, so we're here with Scattered Light. Go ahead, introduce yourselves and, um, and the members that are not here so that we can talk about them as well. Well, my name is Matthew. I am guitar and vocals. Okay. My name's Asher. I play the drums. Drums. You're a really good drummer, too. Amazing drummer. Well, thank you. Okay, so who is not here? Uh, that would be Julian, our drummer. Who's... No, no, I'm the drummer. We're missing the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done telling you about my Sunday and how embarrassing that was. So, <laughs> no, okay. So, Julian is the bassist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All righty. So, um, let's talk about your sound for people that don't know of Scattered Light. What, it, what, what would we be in for if we came to see you at a show? Um, I think we really stand out with really every show we've played. We've always mm -hmm. kind of stood mm -hmm. out as not really the same as everything else. Okay. It's like an alternative rock, indie rock, what? Um, I kind of just describe it as a mixture of, uh, like Smashing Pumpkins and Alice in Chains. Nice. Two great bands. It's a little bit darker than most of the stuff you hear around here. Is it... Like old Smashing Pumpkins or new Smashing Pumpkins? After pre-Marilyn Manson friendship or post-Marilyn <laughs> Manson friendship? <laughs> um, I'd say probably a good mixture of the probably pre-breakup. Okay. Okay. All right. So how long have you guys been together? Like, I didn't know that Asher was in this band as well as another band. I don't know how that, it may have come up, but you know, I'm just all over the place. Um, how long have you has Scattered Light been together? Um, Pre-COVID, then COVID happened. And, mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, we got Asher in, I think we officially started playing with Asher in was it early 2021. Uh, yeah, it was 21. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't really get to start playing. We were ready to start playing shows last year. And then our original bass player, who we'd had played with for quite some time, Decided to leave the state. Oh, okay. So it took us a few months and um, had someone for a bit, and school was a bit of a bit much for him. So yeah. On a new bass player, but he was great to play with for the time that he was mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Was nice. Okay. Um, does he come back to visit and cheer you guys on during your shows? I haven't heard from him at all since. Oh, really? Okay. He's a pretty active cheerleader online as far as like social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that part's nice. Yeah, that is nice. He's still paying attention. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so COVID brought, formed so many bands. Like COVID did to so many bad mm -hmm. things, but it also brought so many bands together. Um, so during that time, um, you, you say you were pre-COVID. You got yeah. together during COVID, kind yeah. of like. Prior to COVID happening, we were just about ready to go out, and then 
that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so during COVID, when we were all homebound, did you guys do a lot of writing? Um, a little bit. To be honest, um, what kind of got me back into playing just in general was uh, I'm actually a school teacher and somehow... Oh, God bless your soul. The, the, <laughs> the unfortunate thing is that we have the internet and kids like to go online and sort of stalk their teachers. Oh, goodness. Yes. They ended up stumbling across my band and videos I'd done. Well, you're probably the coolest teacher now. Uh, not so much. Kids really don't like rock anymore. Oh my God! I liked rock as a kid. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. What, what? What grade are you teaching? Middle school. They don't like rock. Not really. No. Interesting. It's weird. Like, kids have this very sort of skewed view on like what rock music is. For some mm -hmm. reason, they think like they all do the same thing. And I don't know where. I wish I knew where it came from. This idea where they're like, yeah, rock and roll, and then they like start like jumping around and like throwing themselves against the wall. And like, where does this idea come right? from that? you think that that's what people who are in bands do or people who listen to that kind of music do? I just can't believe that they wouldn't be like, even if you didn't listen to it, I'd be like, oh yeah, my, my teacher's like this cool little rock and roll player. I would have thought that. But, so are you from Broward? Uh, Palm Beach County. Palm yeah. Beach, okay, so you're up there. Okay. Um, I knew you were from Palm Beach um, and your bassist, he's from Palm Beach as well, so that's yeah. where you guys do most of your, your shows. Okay. Oh my God, you're a teacher. I could never do that. I, you guys don't make enough money to do what you do. I have kids here at the house, like with my kids, and I'm just ready for them to leave the second they walk in the door. It's just, God, I don't know. How, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, five years. Okay. Oh my God, it's crazy. So let's talk about, I know, like, let's start with you, with your drumming. We've been through this before, but mm -hmm. when did you start playing the drums and what got you what got you into it well you know both of my parents are musicians my dad's a drummer there were drums around the house already i quickly decided it was the coolest instrument and <laughs> stuck with it yeah <laughs> so how old were you i think i started playing when i was three Oh, wow. I started taking lessons when I was six. Did you play on a miniature set when you were three, or did you a uh, full-size? Um, it was definitely smaller than normal, but it wasn't miniature. I could still play that same set now if I wanted to. Really? Okay. And how about you? When did you get started? Um, we were in middle school time, to be honest. Wow, okay. That was really where I started to form yeah. a connection with the people that I was listening to, like, wow, these seem to kind of understand what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. Right. Okay. Did, have you been in any other bands prior to Scattered uh, Light? Yep. Okay. Quite a few, but uh, this is the one where it's like, all right, this is it. This one is the one that feels just right. Right. Now, these other bands that you've been in, and I know Asher's in another band, how do you prioritize, like for you, how do you prioritize which band, like, let's say there's two two gig offers that same night. How do you prioritize that? Well, let's see. A lot of times the offers I get just aren't worth it, so it's easy to, to strike them off the list. I've never really had a, a, a conflict with, you know, two big shows happening the same night. Right. It's always been pretty easy to to tell which one I should take. 
<laughs> okay. And so for you with your previous bands, what is it that put the ending to that and had you, did you guys grow apart? Did, was your sound different? Like I know my daughter was in a band for five years and then they just kind of like everybody had their own sound as they matured. And it was like, they all went in different directions. Is that kind of what happened to you or? Um, well, one of them, it was going out on a tour. We were out for about three months and just personality clashes. We realized we were just all very different. Oh, wow. All together. Yeah. You stick four people in a RV for that amount of time that has issues as well. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, personalities clash and people's attitude and whatnot. And that was pretty much the end of that. Right. Um, another one, it was just this person's moving away. This person has this going on with their career or they're just starting a career, whatever. And yeah, life happens, really. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so scattered light. What is the meaning behind scattered light? Um, that actually came, the band name itself actually came from a friend who just really liked the music. And he was like, you know what? I have the perfect name for you guys. Like, I think it goes for what you're kind of going after and the positivity you're trying to take and push forward to the hopes of helping people. And like, that does sound pretty good. Like to take this positivity, which is generally what light is considered. Right. Putting it out as far as possible. So scattering this positive energy out. Nice. I love that. That's nice. Okay, so let's talk about your songwriting process. Who does most of the writing and how does that go? Um, I generally write, write late at night. Okay. And, you know, every night I generally sit down and practice for a good like half hour, 40 minutes or so. And something comes out, I just open up voice recorder real quick and mm-hmm. put that down, mess with it. And if it's something I feel that it could turn into something more i'll send it over to asher or bring it mm-hmm. in and be like all right let's take a look at this what do you think it's like mm-hmm. all right let's take a shot at it <laughs> what's where do you find most of your inspiration for your songs um it used to be that i would write more about the people around me in my life not mm-hmm. really wanting to go inward and then eventually it was like okay lots happened and now this is starting to bleed into what i'm writing about and that kind of changed a little right okay and how about you, Ash? Are you, are you, when he brings you in on the songwriting, is it just basically for the musicality of it? Or do you offer anything as far as the lyrics or how's that go? Well, mostly I just write the drum parts. You know, uh, normally what he brings in is pretty close to a complete song. It usually yeah. has uh, riffs and lyrics already. So what do you feel is the hardest song that you guys were able to get put together from beginning to end? Technically or like emotionally or let's do both. What do you, what was the most difficult technical one? Hmm. Good question. Yeah. Uh Burn is pretty fun. Yeah. We have uh one song. Actually I have a copy of the C D here for you. Oh awesome. <laughs> um on the original recorded one, it's only like six minutes long, but live it ends up being like eight. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it like, wh- how, why is that? Because you just get so lost in it that you just continue on with the the music or what is it that makes it longer? Between like the intro and the outro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a little more involved. Yeah. Fun in general. Okay. Um, what about the most difficult emotional song? Um, it's probably between two sort of new ones. I actually just played Asher this one recently. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is actually an acoustic one. I told him what it was about. And he's like, oh, we had a bit of a discussion on that one. <laughs> and uh, another song that we have played only twice now live called Another Way. Okay. And it's... um. That one's about someone who is actually in one of my classes. I was going to ask that question. I was going to say, have you ever written about anybody in any of your classes? It was a writing class. Nice. It was a very odd story that they kind of told. And I was like, wow. Just but as an alarming odd or just. It was the, the feeling that this is like someone you want to help. Oh. I'd say those two probably as far as technicality and emotion wise. Right. That would definitely be like an emotional thing. Okay. So how how much do you, ha you guys have out on Spotify and the, the sound the song platforms? Um, right now we just have Alive in the Gardens posted okay. just because that's the one to mainly focus on. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you guys have a show coming up, right? Uh, quite a few, yeah. But... Yeah, I saw one posted actually today that, um, don't tell me. Oh, you're going to be with Billy Doom is dead. Yep. Uh, Young Cassidy. They, okay, that's the one that I saw today. Uh, where's that at? That one's going to be a propaganda. That's... I was going to say that, and I don't want to be wrong. That one's a uh, bit of a biggie and special because that's going to be that date is the one year anniversary of Alive in the Gardens. Mm -hmm. oh. That's awesome. So we really wanted to make sure we had a show for that date in particular. Right. It's a good lineup. Really. It's a is. really good lineup. That's exciting. So what date is that again? That is on the Friday, July 14th. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was coming up soon. I'm going to definitely try to make that one. That's a good lineup. I definitely want to see everybody on that. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That will be. That will be. Okay. So let's talk about um, when you're getting ready for a show. Um, how do you seek out, like, you said that there's some that you don't accept, like as far as like gigs offers that you know that you wouldn't want to play. Mm -hmm. How do you determine ones that you wouldn't want to play? What, what sets that aside? Maybe I don't like the other bands I'm playing with. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe the pay isn't good enough. Maybe the venue is too small and I can't even fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> so do you get paid for all of the shows that you do? Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you? Do you are you picky with or do you just take everything? Or do you want to take everything and then he declines some? <laughs> um really I kind of want to make sure now more than ever that we're with bands that are at least somewhat like us. Because yeah. last thing you want to do is end up on a show with like you know, put a heavy rock band with a reggae band, yeah. a ska band or something. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to bring the mood down like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there, I saw a lineup and I won't say what show it is, but I was like, this is the most bizarre, strangest lineup that I have personally ever seen. Like it's really, and it's exactly what you just said. We got the new, the really hard new metal. We got some reggae. We got, um, pop we like i was like what the heck is this so yeah i i totally feel you on that um okay so as far as scattered light goes what do you guys feel was the 
best decision that you made as a band? I'd say Funny Asher, shoot. Aw, that's awesome. And a great He's amazing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching him drum. I'll see videos of him, and I'm just like, oh, you're so fun to watch. So fun. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, uh, it's true. So um, do, do you, well, you could probably have another opinion on that since, you know, he said it was finding you. What do you think was the best decision you guys have made as a band? You know, I don't really know. Almost everything we've done has turned out positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing really big has happened. Is there any, like, particular thing as far as, like, getting into the scene that you would change? Hmm. I'd say that some... I think Palm Beach is, like, really clicky, to be honest. Like, Broward oh. seems to be a lot more welcoming mm -hmm. as far as, like, rock is concerned. You're not the first person that said that, actually. Yeah. It's kind of a fact. <laughs> really? Okay, so... And there's not many places... In, well, you've got Propaganda. That's Lake Worth, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's not many places in Palm Beach that I know of. Well, Swampgrass Willies, other than that. Like, what other places are there to play in Palm Beach? You know, unfortunately, that's kind of it, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, there really isn't much of an offering for you guys. But... A lot of the places that were around kind of closed down or they no longer yeah. accept original bands anymore. And they just do like the cover and tribute yep. side stuff. And... How do you feel about that? Like I, a lot of bands feel really, really solid on an answer. Like, or some are like, eh. But as far as doing covers, how do you feel? I'm like super, super against it. To be yeah. Because like, then you kind of turn into a cover band. Not only that, it almost feels like you're tricking people to come and listen to your yeah. band. Yeah. No, it's true. She, and, and you don't want to guess that. There's this one band, super talented band, and they were a cover band for years. And then they started writing their own stuff, but they're having a really hard time getting out of the whole cover band like people are like, oh yeah, they, they do these covers, but they don't want to be known as that anymore. Like, and so it's it's a hard thing to get out of. But yeah, and some bands are like, yeah, I'll do a cover here, I'll do a cover there. But some of them are like you, they're like, absolutely not, no way, never. I don't care what you pay me, not doing it. But on top of it, too, I feel like if you play too much of other people's music, it'll eventually take over what you do. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to bleed into whatever your sound may have been. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. You agree? Uh, well, that... yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me um, talk to you about when you guys, when you guys became a band. Did you guys have to like meet in the middle on certain music or like, were you guys pretty much like all one set with the type of type of music you wanted to play, the style, everything? Well, by the time I joined, most of the music we played was already written. Mm -hmm. You know, and you I just, just had to, to learn like it. it. <laughs> and if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, no, it's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. So you joined after your bassist? Or no. Uh I joined and then the original bassist left and then we got a new bassist and then that bassist left and now we're working with Julian. Gotcha. Okay. So what kind of artist would you love to collaborate with? Go ahead. You know, I'm not really picky. 
Okay. I like the idea of collaborating. Mm -hmm. Is there a dream artist that you would? Are we talking more on like a local level? like No, like not local. Over here or someone like that. Someone that is far-fetched. <laughs> like, like where it's like if you had the opportunity to do a collaboration or even open for them. I, I, and most of the know? people I want to open for are dead. <laughs> You're not the first person that said that. Here he knows what I'm going to say, so. What is it? Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm a diehard. Diehard. That's so funny. Love them. Do you like, what, what was the era that you liked best? I mean, I became a fan with the very first record. Yeah, me too. And I loved Siamese Dream. Melancholy was the record where I started playing an instrument and they got really, really dark. Yeah. And then they got really, really heavy and then they broke up. Yeah. <laughs> What's that tell you? They shouldn't have changed. <laughs> that whole era though, I mean, in general, prior to breaking up was just amazing to me yeah. and super influential. Yeah. I mean, the way that I write is directly influenced by that whole giant wall of sound aesthetic that they have. Wow. Like, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, he And he, it, I just, I loved them. I, that was heartbreaking when they broke up, but, you know, it's what the dark side happens, you know. Okay. So what are your future goals for your band, Scattered Light? Um, hopefully to play in front of the absolute biggest audience as possible. And if powers that be may have it, you know, be able to take it to a much bigger level, really. Do you guys have a dream venue? Here or in general? Anywhere. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I mean, anywhere with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is main goal. I think it goes without saying anyone would want to play a place like Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really hold as many people as people think. How many does it hold? I think it only holds like 10,000. Really? Like, what is it? I think the the original Miami Arena, like way back in the day in like the like, real bad area. Uh-huh. Like that place held like 20-something thousand. Did it really hold that many? That place was oh, wow. huge. Wow. Yeah, I just saw Madison Yahoo performed at Red Rock. That's really I was cool. Just about to say that, like everyone raves about how spectacular the sound is there. Mm -hmm. I had never ever seen like anything there. Like I didn't see it in person. I only saw his video, but I was like, wow, that's super cool, super super cool. Um, yeah, that would be a cool one if I knew how to play an instrument at all. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be my dream venue. <laughs> so okay, so what accomplishments do you see yourselves? achieving within the next two years uh, well the next disc that would definitely okay. be it. we have a nice handful of songs right now that we're kind of going through we're discussing mm -hmm. last practice actually how often do you guys practice generally about once a week this week how do you guys come up with like um your set list like is it pretty standard or do you feel it according to the crowd what do you what do you guys do in that sense? Like, do you switch it up ever if you feel like the crowd is not feeling it? Or, I guess it's kind of dependent on how long your set length is. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. Right now we don't put burn in just because that song burns eight minutes out of your set. True. So I mean that's two songs you could have played instead of just that one. Yeah. Um, but we were on. Uh, uh, what was it? We debuted as actually the song I mentioned earlier, "Another Way," a few months ago. 
And there was actually some pretty positive feedback towards that. So we decided to start adding that into our set list now. So. Okay. So what's your set list going to look like for propaganda? I don't know, probably depending how much time we have, but it would mm -hmm. be nice to be able to play just alive in the gardens front to back. Yeah. Just to mm -hmm. At least, at least do it once. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the local scene. Who are your favorite local bands? Billy Doom is Dead. I love Billy Doom is Dead. Actually, yeah. I, I, rec I recommended them to you like earlier this Was year. it you? Oh my God. Yeah. Then it was you that did it. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love them. I see them pretty much whenever they play, as long as we're not playing that night. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. ended up happening. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that though. I love it when I see like um, at my events, for example, and I'll just put them out there. Like I had my event at Revolution Live and it was the um, tournaments that led up to it. And Manic Frequency, Petrichor, Hadi, they all competed and they didn't make it, but they still came out and supported every band. And I just loved it. I was like, you know what? I'm making mental note of that because that's, that's what it's all about, supporting each other. And it's like, otherwise you're going to be like Palm Beach, all clicky. And right. yeah, I loved it. I was like, this is so awesome that you guys were able to like set your pride aside and just come and support these bands, which I loved. So I love that you go out and you, you try to catch Billy Doom. That's... Billy Doom, Sandman Sleeps, Exigent, they're all great bands. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. different from each other all together. I have not seen Exigent since they got their new drummer. I the last time I saw Exigent was when Cassie and um, Steven were in it. Um, Cassie's the singer for The Flirt, and she was the singer for Exigent. And the drummer for Dirty Rivals was the drummer for Exigent. Yeah. I've not seen them since then. Interesting. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only reason I know is because they were the same age group uh, as my daughter's old band, and they used to play a lot of... Um, showcases together yeah 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 and I, and then it was like COVID hit it was like cassie left she went to some school in new york steven followed her because they're dating and then they i guess now the sister jacob's sister i don't what is her name she, she's the singer now jessica yeah. jessica yep yeah they live right around the corner from here oh geez yeah small world right yeah and i never met their new their new drummer though yeah but, the drummer is great yeah yeah, I saw um, a video of them. So that that's another band I should reach out to the to them to have on. But um, okay, so how about you? What are your favorites? You know, to be honest, I'm not plugged into the local scene. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of stories. You know, people like that band, people like that band. But if I if I say who I like now, it'll. Uh, align me with one side or another of the clicks and I'm not really excited mm. about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. Okay, so what about venues? What are your favorite venues to play? Um, tough Times is really great. Yeah. Really mm. Tough Times. Uh, the owner's really cool. Yep. Black Flamingo is really cool. They seem to have a really great audience. I have not been there yet. I'm going for the first time on the 20th because one of the um, locals is playing his first show. So I'm going to go support him there on the 20th and um what others what others are there think. well i like propaganda yeah okay so propaganda i heard or was it 
Propaganda. How's the sound there? Loud. Is that? It's great. You can hear yourself. Is okay. All right. Then it's not propaganda. It was. Oh God. What's the other one in Palm Beach? I'm driving. Uh, it's got two stages: an inside stage and an outside. Respectables. Spectacles. I heard that. Is their sound good? Um, I don't know about the outdoor thing. Inside, I mean, they have a That's good person, so it's fairly. I'm cheap. probably totally tearing apart a venue right now that is totally not even the right venue. <laughs> you know, it's just like anything else. It's yeah. Venue, band, and sound person dependent. Yeah. Have you guys played down at the Sandbox yet? I hear that's a great one. Um, no, I've been trying to. Yeah. It's apparently kind of tough. Like, you have to know someone who's putting a show together there and oh, really? get you onto it. Yeah. Oh, I interesting. Okay. Well, keep trying because I hear it's a good one. I hear, yeah, I hear it's a good one. Okay. So, do you have any crazy stories from your from your events, from your shows? Any crazy fans? That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> um, just so I'm a klutz, I tend to knock things over. Oh no! Tell me a story. What happened? This happened Saturday. Um, I was helping one of the other bands move their cabinet because it didn't have wheels or anything. Okay. And I ended up knocking over like a half a dozen kegs. What? <laughs> Are you kidding? No. No, I wish I was, but yeah. Oh I my god! Over six of them. How the heck do you? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to even push one. <laughs> How do you knock six of them over? I mean, the stage is like this, and then there's this small walkway. Uh -huh. and he had like this town right there. Oh man! And then right next to that was like this. That's crazy. Were they full? No. Okay. All right. That makes it all right. That's why I was like, man, you are strong. It's something <laughs> I didn't know was empty kegs bounce. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> That's funny. So that's klutz. What about anything crazy for you? You know, not really. No? I've put in quite a lot of effort to make sure that things aren't crazy. <laughs> okay. All righty. So um, let's, let's uh, well, you know the routine here. My next segment, you can tell mom anything. We're going to ask questions so that your followers and fans can get to know you. There might be some repeats. So if you want to change your answer, you could do it now. <laughs> do you know of one that you want to change your answer on? <laughs> You're laughing. No, but I, I I did just have a flashback. Oh, Lord. To what? Let's not talk about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So outside of music, well, I know you're a teacher. And do you have a job? I'm a college student. Okay. That's a full-time job there. Yeah. All right. What, what are you studying? Music. Music. Okay. All right. So where is your favorite place that you've ever visited? Like vacation too? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I've enjoyed the Bahamas before. Okay. Yeah. I got my hair braided there. They told me it would take, oh, 15 minutes. I was there the whole freaking day and I'm like, oh my God, my whole day's gone now. Um, I'd say a toss up between Romania and Italy. Wow. So between those two. Okay. That's places I've never been. My sister just got back from Italy. I think it was Italy. Yeah. That's over. I'm, 
my husband tells me I'm not allowed to talk geography with people because I'm not very good. But she took, <laughs> she went over to Europe, and I think that she, no, London is Italy near London? No, maybe she was not in Italy. She was in London. I know that London and somewhere over there. I know London. My husband's gonna kill. Me. So do you guys have significant others? I don't. You did last time, right? No. No? I, I'm firmly in the I wish category. I thought you had some. Maybe it was a potential. No. No. I'm going to have to rewatch. <laughs> um, I have two stepsisters and a stepbrother, actually. Actually, my stepbrother is kind of um, sort of the push that I got into music, to be honest. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he was one of the big supporters when I tried my hand at drums first and then on guitar and whatnot. He was always the one to really give me that encouragement and all oh, that. That's nice. Um, so do you play drums anymore or you just decided it wasn't for you? Um, the neighbors decided it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a crazy neighbor over there, so it's like... My daughter, she's not. We, if she does play her drums, it has to be during the day. But oh, it, we were. I was having the cops call me during the daytime just because it was such a like long, narrow street uh -huh. that it would echo down oh. the street at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh no! Oh so god! They were just not. Would happy. they do something about that though? Because I'm sure you had like a noise ordinance where you could be like, yeah, well, yeah, they didn't care. They didn't care. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So, tell me one fun fact about yourself. You know, I've got nothing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, very animated. Okay. All right. Yes. You have to be. Yeah, no, it's true. You, especially being the lead of a band as well. I think that just personality-wise. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can't just be a bump on a log. No, you, you can't. Be a little more active and enthusiastic and involved. And mm -hmm. Otherwise, how do you expect to make friends? You know? Exactly. What is your sign? Uh, Gemini. Gemini, okay. But, I'm supposedly I don't line up with any aspect of it, so I'm like, all right. <laughs> I am a full-on Sagittarius. What are you, Azure? You know, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out after. Okay, so what's the best gift you've ever been given? My drums. Okay, all right. It's <laughs> a good question. I guess experience. Oh, nice. Okay, that's a good answer. It's a good one. Okay. All right. So this is a common question of mine, so it might be one you were asked. If you could share a meal with three individuals, living or dead, who would they be and why? Did I ask this one before? You did, and I'm trying to remember what I said. <laughs> I find it an interesting one. You should hear some of these dinners. Some of them. <laughs> you know, most of the people that I'd like to hang out with wouldn't make good dinner companions. <laughs> Let me tell you, I had like Kanye West, um, Einstein, like all these mm -hmm. total opposite people at a dinner. <laughs> uh I just had an idea, but I'm I'm not going to say it. It's not <laughs> not podcast worthy. 
Do you know who you're bringing to dinner? Yeah. Um, as much fun as Kanye West seems like that might be. Uh, <laughs> He's not on your list. Musical genius. Not exactly someone you want to sit and converse with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Billy Corgan, just because I've been reading and watching sure. his interviews like my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Cornell. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, and my grandfather. Nice. So are there any specific questions or anything you'd like to pick in their brains? Thoughts on life, how they approach songwriting and what they feel is enough or too much that they should put out of themselves mm -hmm. in their writing. Okay. You know, what do you really want people to know and not to know about yourself? Personally? Yeah. That's important. I saw an interview with Kelly Clarkson the other day and her new album is all about her divorce and everything with her husband. That, yeah. How she said there's some things she just didn't, she's keeping them until she's really pissed off. But <laughs> she said, you know, because out of respect for her children, like she's not going to put it all out there. But I love Kelly Clarkson. I think she's so talented and she's so funny. Yeah, she has a great person. I love her voice. Me too. Me too. She's, she's amazing. Did you figure out your dinner yet? No. <laughs> okay, it sounds like you're going to make me. <laughs> Listen, it sounds like the silence makes it sound like you're going to make me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're skipping your dinner. You're going to just join on his dinner? Yeah, I guess. Just show up there. Okay. So, if you won $1 million, what would you spend it on? Well, I'd invest it. Smart. I'd probably just spend it all, like, just because I'm so irresponsible. Restrictions. No. None. None at all. Ooh. I think I would buy a bigger home, I guess. Okay. One preferably that does not have anything to do with an HOA. Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> I was literally just talking about HOAs with the people I showed on Sunday. <laughs> just right before you came here. I was on the phone with them about that. They have two dogs, and the HOA will only allow one. I'm like, oh, my God. Let's just find something without an HOA, please. Like, how about if they're really quiet? Seriously, I'm like, it's the one's only almost one dead. It's one dog, but they're very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, HOAs are like hell. It's just, they're every realtor's nightmare, I'll tell you that. So one thing you always have to kind of maneuver around, like, okay, always. you have pets. It's crazy, and it's like they're buying a property. Why does this matter, one pet to two pets? I mean, they're both trained dogs. They're going to be in their house. I mean, come on. Unreal. Okay. So are you more into brains or looks? Personality. Okay. Because it doesn't matter how great looking someone looks, if their personality is horrible, you don't want to deal with them. No, you don't. I'm going to have to agree with him on this one. Yep. No, I said so many people I've said, oh, wow, they're really cute. And then they open their mouth and I'm like, oh, my mm -hmm. God, that just brought your way down. Do you guys watch the show 90 Day Fiance or Married at First Sight? Oh, nope. my God. No. Don't watch TV. I'm such a reality nope. freak. No, there's – I always try to figure – like – so the married at first sight, you literally meet at the altar. Like you go and you tell them the, the experts, the criteria of what you would want. 
and you meet at the altar and then they get married and then they go on their honeymoon and stuff. And they're obviously half of them don't make it, but half of them do. And there's one in particular that she was like, so like, uh, like he's so gross. Like he did, she didn't want anything to do with him, but she pushed through and she realized why they were matched and they've been married for years now. They have three kids now, two kids. She had a miscarriage. Yeah. And it's like, she fell in love with him finally by the end of the whole thing. But it was like at first. So it's funny, like how you get to know somebody and you really realize like, this is, this is something good as far as like, I mean, the instant attraction wasn't there, but I mean, you have to have the attraction too, though. But I do believe that as far as the personality and who a person is can make them attractive. Physically. Yeah. So, all righty. What is the most unusual thing you've ever eaten? Probably some of the things I tried in Romania. I was literally thinking in my head, I'm like, he's been to Romania. I'm sure there's something different. Yeah. I don't think I've eaten anything unusual. I don't think I have either. I think that the most unusual thing is probably like escargot for me. But I haven't even gone that far. No, it's so good. I highly recommend it. Interesting. Yeah, so good. Isn't it like really squishy and kind of... If it's cooked right, it's not that bad. It's kind of like clams. You know, like... But if, if it comes served like soaking in butter, garlic butter, oh my God, it's so good. Well, then you're really just eating garlic butter. Yeah, you're kind of masking the original taste of what Well, yeah, no, you have to do that. Yeah. It's so good, though. It's like one of the main reasons I go on cruises <laughs> with escargot. <laughs> yeah. I know it's going to be made good. Yep, exactly. And then you can get it for dessert, too, if you want. I, and I've done it. Oh. What? All right. So what three items would you take with you on a deserted island? Hmm. See, we need more information though. Like is is there any electricity there at all? No. Okay. You're you're on a deserted island and you're like by yourself and no way out. You what are you gonna take with you? What are like the most important things? What are the things you think you need to survive? And you only get three. Well, if there's no way out, I'm going to bring the other kind of way out. What is that? The gun? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I could live like that. I don't think so either. (laughs) That was funny. You know what? A canoe. A canoe? Okay. And not just to like try to paddle my way to civilization, but possibly to another island where maybe there are people. Okay. Because I think I might drive myself insane if I have to just talk to myself all the time. Like that movie. What is it called? With Tom Hanks? What was that movie? I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where he to the basketball the whole time. <laughs> See, I know enough about this to know that it was a volleyball. It was a volleyball. <laughs> yeah, it was a volleyball. <laughs> but I don't know the name of the movie. And the volleyball had a name, too. <laughs> he named the volleyball. Yeah, he named the volleyball. <laughs> really got involved with that one. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to bug me a while now. I'm going to have to Google it. Cast away. That's it. What did he do that they cast him away? He was, wasn't he a FedEx driver? Or FedEx, he was on a flight for FedEx. And that's how they got the volleyball, I believe. I think that that was in a package. And the, the plane crashed, I believe. 
and he was stranded. He was finally rescued. Was he stranded with like all of the packages that came down? Yeah. Yeah. The packages did come down and the volleyball apparently was the only thing that he found a friend in, I guess, sort of say. I mean, I would be curious if he had any sort of moral crisis of there's all these boxes there could possibly be food in one of these should i open them i don't even remember i'll have to rewatch it well i mean once once you're lost on a deserted island morals are out the yeah window. i think so too yeah haven't you seen lord of the flies i mean they start killing each other yeah <laughs> oh my god that's <laughs> such a good yeah. <laughs> that was a good movie though yeah all right so you're bringing a canoe what else are you bringing I want to say an acoustic guitar, but within that case, a few packs of extra strings. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. Gotta be able to entertain myself here. Yeah, for sure. Maybe some sort of solar-powered oven. Okay. You're really thinking good on this for all the fish I, that you're going to get. For anything that is non fishy on that island because I'm allergic to seafood. Oh no, you're screwed. So really screwed. You're really screwed. Yeah, because like that's the only thing, unless unless there's like a wild boar or something out there that exactly. you could get. Okay. You're gonna wrestle it since we don't have any uh weapons. <laughs> use the strings. Yeah, use the strings. I can't get in trouble for it, so I'm like, all right, why not? <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So if you could join um any music group that's around now, not around. What group would you want to join? Smashing Pumpkins? No, that's too intimidating. Oh, this is true. Very, very, very. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Be too afraid of disappointing your hero. No way. Yeah. I totally see that. T-Square. I've never heard of T-Square. They are a Japanese jazz fusion band. Oh, nice. They were like really big in the, the 80s, the 90s. They did a lot of the video game music. Oh, T-square. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Either Seether. Okay. Because um, that band literally saved my life. And, and how? Like, what aspect? What? Uh, the song Find Again. Okay. When I first heard that, I was in a horrible place in my life, and I was ready to... And that song came on, I heard it, and it absolutely hypnotized and captivated me. Wow. And, I, and they don't even know this. No, they That's, don't. They know? Oh, wonderful. Um, or fellow Floridians, if they ever get back together, which probably will eventually, Creed. Oh, Creed. Okay, I yeah. freaking love them. Or They're even, a great band, yeah. Their singer, Scott Stapp. I mean, most yeah. of his set is their songs anyway, and... So what happened? It, was he? Did it turn out he was bipolar? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. But he he's talented, so talented. Has that all under control? He's yep. an incredible front. I watched. I followed that for so long, and then I just stopped. But I had heard that he had gotten it under control. So I'm glad to hear it. It's still, yeah, that was terrible. So it, mental illness sucks. It's awful. Essentially, though, a big part of why, like, I wanted to play music in the first place was to be able to kind of pay it forward and do that same thing for someone else you know that's awesome that's awesome that's 
and you know, you never know. Like, hopefully, if it does happen, someone reaches out to you to let you know that that's. I hope it happens because that's gonna. Imagine how you'll feel inside. Like that yeah. would be unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I can't imagine how for some of these artists who do hear that. Yeah. Quite often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your music helped me through whatever rough patch that was going on in my life at that time. Right. That's gotta be a hell of a feeling. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay, so on that note, let's do rapid fire. Is this where your flashback's coming to? <laughs> or have we passed that? I don't know if we'll get there. Okay, but, good. Uh... <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay, so which celebrity annoys you the most? All of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh wait, I have to pay attention to that stuff, huh? No, I don't know. I don't really yeah. pay attention to any of that really okay. often. You guys are so laid back and easy. Okay. If you could be an animal, what animal would it be? Human. Okay. <laughs> cat. Yeah. Okay. Why a cat? Just like cats? Um, I've always loved cats, yeah. but I would hope that if I was a cat, that I would get an owner that it cares as much as myself or any of my other friends who are cat owners as well. Cats are cute. I'm just allergic to cats, but stuck with the dog now. What a nightmare this has been. My my angel uh, passed away in November, and then I had this. I said, "Never again. No one's going to ever compare. Never." I have her shrine down there above the fish tank, and um, I was like, "There's no one's ever going to compare to her." And then my sister sent me a picture of this puppy. Of course, puppies are cute. He's the biggest jerk I've ever met. I'm like, oh, my God. It's a love-hate relationship. It's horrible. Oh, my God. Okay. So are you a morning person or a night person? Night. I knew it. I knew it. Well, you have to be morning no if you're choice. a teacher. I have no choice. I'm up at 5.30 and bouncing around by 7.15. So. I could never be a teacher. I, I could never do that, ever. I am, I'm a night person to the core, and I do not like to wake up early. Somebody said something to me a couple of days ago about... Oh, well, you could sleep in. And they were, what was it? They said something. You don't have to be there till 10 or something. I'm like, but I thought you said I could sleep in. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Well, I get out of the bed. <laughs> You're so, um, what's the word? What's the word? Thorough. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the word. You are. <laughs> it was the funniest answer I could come up with at the time. <laughs> hit the alarm. Hit the, yep, hit that snooze. Okay. If you could get a yacht, what would you call it? What would you name it? You know, even if I could get a yacht, I don't think I would. Get one? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Titanic. <laughs> I wonder if oh, anybody's named topical. theirs. I bet that there are some people out there that named theirs Titanic. Yeah. Speaking of the Titanic, so um, that whole thing, that, that terrible thing that happened with, um, the, um, yeah. What the hell? What is it called? Ocean. Game. Ocean. Yeah. Ocean. Yeah. Um, there's so many people that I feel are like, they're saying it was like a conspiracy theory to get people's attention off of certain things. I'm like, why would they like, 
and that they're really not dead. They're, they were million billionaires that needed to escape something. So they're all alive somewhere, apparently. This is what they're saying. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Now, if like you're a billionaire player. and you need to yeah. escape, all you have to do is bribe someone. For real, right? I know, like... Plastic surgery. Unbelievable, these people. Like, it was so, like... It was it was bad. Like, all these things that I was seeing go through social media and whatnot. It was terrible. Okay. What's the most... I'm sorry. Who is the most overrated musician? Hmm. Most overrated. People are probably going to kill me over this, but the Beatles. Hmm. You know what? Shockingly, you're not the first person that said that. And I think every time I've said, hmm. But I don't think you'll be killed. There'll be some people that won't agree. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, music's subjective, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of different tastes. Yeah. Probably a toss-up between the Beatles and Nirvana. Oh my God! People say Nirvana all the time, and they're all like, "And I bet they would all agree with it too." Like they are, they were wondering how they even made it. So, okay, what's the best compliment that you have ever received? I think I told you uh, this story the last time I was on here, but uh, I've been compared to Buddy Rich before. Buddy Rich, the widely considered to be the best drummer in the world. I could see where you would be considered compared to that. You're really good, so I don't remember that, but doesn't mean that you didn't say it. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's a really good incredible. compliment. Yeah. Um, having to do with anything in particular? No, or? just in general, whatever. Um. I think the best compliment I received was during COVID, I had a lot of students and their parents thanking me for essentially diverting attention from what was going on in the world uh -huh. and doing my job. You know, there were right. just a lot of people not doing that. Yeah. You know, just kind of phoning it in every day and yep. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that. Good for you. So, yeah, that was essentially it. Do you enjoy teaching? Yeah. Okay. So that's why. That's why. Because when you enjoy what you're doing, that it's going you're gonna excel and people are gonna see that. Plus, I mean, you have something that at that time too that was going on so serious in the world mm -hmm. you know, that early on and the whole thing in How did you feel about the online teaching? I say I, I miss that mute button every once in a while, but <laughs> 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 oh, I could totally understand that. Yes. Oh my gosh. But you know, it was like having Hollywood Squares on your computer screen, right? And uh, um, yeah, my cat would hop on every once in a while. My daughter, my she was uh, was it first grade or second? I can't remember what grade it was because it was spring break, and then we didn't go back to school. And she said. She got everything set up like in her little where her desk is. She had like a little whiteboard and everything. I'm like, oh my God, she thinks I'm really going to be teaching her. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this poor thing. Like, yeah, no, we won't need that whiteboard, Christine. Sorry. It was funny though, like during that, um, a lot of my students started bringing up because they'd found all these like videos I had on YouTube and they were like, are you ever going to post more things? Like, I wasn't really planning on it. Like, do you have anything else better to do? Like, 
No, not really. <laughs> like, okay, if I post stuff, will you guys go and like actually check out those artists? Like, so I do like you know stupid guitar cover videos and whatnot of all sorts of bands, and I was like, okay, these ones aren't too bad, or they're not super scream heavy or sweary right. or anything like that. Well, hopefully, that's cool. Hopefully, they start getting into rock and yeah. away from all this really bad rap and pop and whatnot. Yeah. Just a horrible, horrible influence. Well, that's 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 neat though that you did that. So, do you do you teach a specific subject or is it just like um, um, language arts and social studies? Oh, okay, all right. So you appreciated my lack of knowledge for geography. <laughs> it was funny. We me whenever we go out to dinner, my husband and I and our ten year old, the twenty year old, she's on her own. She just does whatever she wants now, but. That we always play this game where, like, we'll think of an animal, and my daughter and my husband are really good at this because they're so smart when it comes to like animals and fish and everything. So, she, I'm not. So, um, we'll like, I'll be like, okay, like, let's say you're, you have the animal in your head, and I say, okay, do you have four legs? Do you have fur? You know, and we try to guess the animal. So I said, I'm going to think of an animal that's really hard because it was my turn. It's really hard. And you guys aren't going to be able to guess it. And my 10-year-old said, okay, mom, you literally just found out what a mammal was yesterday. You think that you're going to come up with an animal we don't know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do got a point. It was funny. But yeah, no, I could never be a teacher ever. I... They got you in three S's, didn't they? No, actually, <laughs> I picked a chimpanzee. And they didn't guess it because they were um, not a gorilla. They kept saying something that was like a chimpanzee, but it wasn't. And then they were trying to tell me, oh, that's the same thing as a chimpanzee. And I'm like, no, it's not. I Googled it. And then they were like, wow. I said, see, I taught you something, you guys. It was funny. But it's funny because every time they would ask me a question, I have to Google it. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> Thank God for Google. I'll tell you. Okay. Who inspires you the most? My family. Okay. Life. Okay. Again, experiences. I mean, everything you go through day to day, it doesn't necessarily have to be something pertinent to one particular thing. Right. Now, speaking of family, does your family come out to your shows and watch you and cheer you on? or And the same for you. Like, is your family here? Like, do they? My family actually just recently moved back to Florida. So, okay. Yeah, they're around. Will they be going to your shows? I'll probably invite them out to the one on the 14th okay. just because of what that one is. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, not really too often. No. Okay. How... You know, I don't think my family would fit in with the crowds very well. No? Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. I, I will say that was cool. We, um, we played at Ginger's a while ago, mm -hmm. and his dad was, like, watching from outside, but, like, pretty much right next to the drum kit, like watching them the whole time. I was like, that's really cool. I love that. I love that. That's why I was like, because like, regardless of what kind of music you play or who's going to be there, you're still their kid. And they're probably like beaming with pride. Like, like, look at my kid go. Cause I would be like, that's how I was whenever, like anytime I see my kid play, it's mm. yeah. Okay. So back to scattered light. What, do we have this will be coming out uh midnight Thursday to Friday mm -hmm. tomorrow. Cool. So what um do you have coming up? 
that you could tell everybody to go to? Oh, cool. Um, we actually have quite a bit. Okay, let's do it's, it. Uh, it's funny. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do all that much booking for the summer just because everything just seems so booked up yeah. already so quick. But yeah, we actually have quite a bit. Um, let's see. Oh, we have this. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We have the big show on the 14th of Propaganda, which is with, I mean, it's it's a stack lineup. It really is. It's um, Billy Doom is Dead, Young Cassidy, Blab Scam, Weird at Birth, Strider, Dominic Delaney. So, I mean, it really is a huge freaking lineup. Good one, yeah. I, I definitely want to try to make that one. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely something for everyone there. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yep. If anything else, you can discover, you know, hopefully your new favorite band. Or yeah. Whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. We're at Black Flamingo on August 11th. Okay. And I think we're going to be on, I'm uh, pretty sure, it's, I think the 26th Black Flamingo is actually going to have, like, a festival. Oh, there's going to be like 15 or 20 bands or oh, something. Oh, cool. Which... August 26th, you said? Yeah. Okay. I don't think they've officially announced it, though. So okay. Yeah. Well, I'll keep my eyes open for it. <laughs> um, September 8th, we're Propaganda. We put that lineup together, which is like a very, you know, more rock-leaning lineup. Okay. Who's on that? That's Billy Doom is Dead, uh -huh. Us, Exogen, and The Shake. Okay. And we've been wanting to play with... um. Billy Doom in the Shake for quite some time. Mm -hmm. That'll be your second time with Billy Doom then. Yeah. So yeah, we're really looking forward to that one. Yeah, you guys are pretty a... booked up. You're doing good there. Yeah, so everyone's been telling us they're like, if you guys are playing at least once a month, you're doing good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's stay active and relevant, so that's good. Um, okay, so do you have any merch? Uh coming soon. I have CDs, which are like right here. <laughs> okay. Um, stickers very soon. Okay, I need a sticker when you get it. Hopefully by the 14th. If not, then I'll get it another time. Absolutely. Um, my fridge. You can actually find our cat logo t-shirt on TeePublic. <laughs> oh, okay. Cat logo. Yeah, it's... Um... Your favorite animal that you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, where is it? Before I forget. And there is the oh. death kitty. Thank you. Oh, my God. Look. <laughs> I love this. Thank you. Welcome. Totally going to play this immediately following your departure All today. Right. I'm excited for that. Okay. So where can everybody find you guys? Um, online. <laughs> Scattered Light? Uh, ScatteredLight.net has, uh, it's, I was just trying to make a video about this yesterday. It's sort of a, uh, or not yesterday, the day before. It's um, it's almost a website within a website because okay. you go there and there's sort of like something that looks like a link tree. Okay. And it has like Spotify and YouTube music and Apple music and every other. Will it bring you to Instagram and a, yeah. Okay. There's an Instagram link, a Facebook link, or as I refer to it as Facebook because everyone just <laughs> matriculated over from MySpace to Facebook. So Facebook. <laughs> um, but there's a link there that says official website. And it's like, wait a minute, aren't, aren't I on that? Like, right? No. Click on it. It takes you to like an actual website that has like all of our shows coming up and past shows. There's a 
very humorous contact link that's there. I think it mentions like playing crazy eights or hopscotch or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the news section, there's a Spotify player there that does like 45 second clips of each song. Oh, live oh so it's like a one stop shop. There's a handful of videos up there. And um, also every month we're sort of doing this thing to, you know, because it's tough. No one has attention spans anymore. You can't release even an EP nowadays, yeah. apparently. So I'm like, all right. So since when we originally went to record this whole thing, it was because places were like, well, do you have any music we can listen to? Okay. Do you have a video? Shoot. All right. <laughs> so we went to uh, Live Music Community, which is out in, is it Palm Beach Gardens, technically? It's somewhere up there. Yeah. Hence alive in the gardens. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's not like there's like daisies and lilies around or anything. But um, uh, yeah, we went there to film this thing and record it. And it turned out so well. They were like, you know what? Let's get it mixed and mastered. And went on to Fiverr and had this guy go ahead and gave him all the multicam footage. Right. So he essentially made like a live music video. For every single one of the songs. Oh, cool. So every month we release a different video on our YouTube. and That's a really it. good idea. So essentially keeps the whole thing fresh in people's heads. Hopefully. Okay. So I'm going to go to scatteredlight.net and then I'm going to find all this. Yep. Okay. I'm going to do that as well on your departure. There's uh, tons of stuff up there. <laughs> cool. I still have a ton of photo galleries to add and whatnot. Right. It's never ending. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone's so more focused i i guess that uh it's either you're big on instagram or tiktok and you pick one because how do you do them both at once how do you feel about the tiktok thing do you feel like you start to lose yourself in that or like i'm seeing like some of these bands go crazy with tiktok and i'm like oh my god do you perform anymore or is it just tiktok it's crazy you know honestly i don't get tiktok i don't see what people find appealing about it it's... I don't either. I have two videos on TikTok, and it's only because I was told to put these two videos on TikTok, and I didn't even do it. And my kids set it up for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, everything on there is too short and too loud. It's like the the grind core of, uh, of, of websites. It's... There's always something different. Like, and then what's going to be next after the TikTok? I don't know. I can't get into it. And I don't know if part of it's because like my first exposure to it was seeing kids use it. Yeah. Like constantly making videos at their desk. And my first thought when I think of TikTok is, are, are you okay? Are you having a seizure? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like that. Yeah, it is. It is. So like, I think of TikTok generally as something like almost just for kids. Right. They, like do their dancing and stuff on. I don't really think of it as a platform for bands to try to get yeah. into and even still like how do you do that with rock music that's not exactly like mm -hmm. dancing yep well the last time someone tried that they uh basically got bullied off of the internet really oh a while back there was this band called the tramp stamps i don't know if you've heard this story i haven't i've heard of a tramp stamp but not the band <laughs> oh, a band name so they were these three girls. They were like leaning into this very Gen Z, Tumblr-y aesthetic with, you know, the dyed hair and all of that. Mm -hmm. But they just couldn't pull it off. It came off as so insincere that nobody was buying it. So people decided that, you know, it would be a good idea to uh, 
would push them off the platform. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's always those bullies. Everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Bullies. Left. Bullies. Everywhere. Well, in this case, I side with them because oh. they really suck. <laughs> <laughs> so you're glad they're off. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I don't know how I feel about the TikTok either. It's just it's just crazy. I mean, what do you do? Just post like weird happenings and even still that almost seems kind of staged. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't get it. Maybe that's what the problem is. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't. If you post 30 second clips of your songs, people are only going to know 30 seconds of your songs. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. uh, What was it? I saw a video on this a while ago. It was like the TikTok effect where um, they showed examples of these people who got TikTok famous or something. Mm -hmm. And people would go out to see these artists, which great. They're like helping them sell these shows out when they're going out on tour. But then, like, the artists would do their song, their one that helped them blow up and whatnot. And they'll, like, take the mic out, you know, like, they uh-huh. anything else. Like, they never actually went out of their way to yeah. go listen to the whole song. The whole song, yeah. So they put the mic out for the 45 seconds of the TikTok, and then they bring it back. They finish the song. Well, that's the thing, though. Yeah. They would put out part that wasn't the 45 seconds, and they didn't know the rest. Yeah. Like, wow, it's Kind of embarrassing. Yeah. And I know gatekeeping is usually a bad thing, but if you can only sing 45 seconds of one song, you're probably not a fan. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yep. I think that the whole, um, the, the, what's the word, teacher? Um, point behind it all is to try to get people to go listen to the rest of the song, but... No one ever does. No, That's not exactly. People use TikTok. Yep. It's the 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 flow on that. The the workflow is, you know, you you scroll. Yep. One thing to the next. Yep. You're never going to find part two. <laughs> I've tried to, and I have seen those ones that say part two, and I'm like, but wait, where's part one? And what's ha-? yeah? So, but no, it's so funny you say part two because I'm always stuck on part two, and I never find part one. I mean, but. at least with Instagram, you can do like the reels where you mm-hmm. can make the post, and it's like, okay, here's the first like. 60 seconds, yeah. click here to play the rest of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can watch like a four to eight minute video or yeah. whatever, but yeah. you can't do that with TikTok. No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, we have a few that we put up. I found, uh, how was it? It went for like, there's that scene in the breakfast club where the guy who's supposed to be watching him leaves and they're all, you know, the one kid puts a record on, they're all dancing around mm-hmm. everywhere and whatnot. But some of them were like real aggressive. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if we have any songs that could work with this. So <laughs> I overlaid our song on top of them sort of dancing and flipping out. Uh-huh. And, like parts of it really worked like with the beat and everything. Uh-huh. Like, all mm-hmm. right. Is it on your Instagram? Oh, yeah. I'll have yeah. to look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love The Breakfast Club. That, I can't, I, yeah, I definitely want to look at that. That's funny. But okay. So if you had one message for your fans, what would it be? I mean, if they're fans, they've probably already heard what we'd want to say. Thank you very much for your support and get your friends to come out. Tell everyone and your dead grandmother, whatever, tell everyone, like shout it from the top of the hills or buildings or wherever, you know, help us get the word out Mm -hmm. so that more people can enjoy this. Yeah. Because I think it's the kind of thing where once you're in front of the right audience or once the people who like that kind of music here, they're like, oh, wow, this is really freaking Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any final things you would like to say to all the millions watching or listening? (laughs) Thank you for watching and listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Follow us on Instagram or 
space book, as he says. Uh, <laughs> All right, then. And hope to see you at a show soon. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Propaganda the 14th yep. is mm -hmm. the next one. It's going to be a yep. good one. So, All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Now I found you hard to breathe Well here we go again Like echoes spinning